Welcome to Rag Back. My name's Frank Burton. I got some jokes for you. And even better than jokes, I've got a marvellous mix of music from the Labelle Net label. Yeah, it's another label special. A special one indeed. Watch out for it. Coming right up. So lots and lots of music coming right up. We got some jokes first. This was prompted by a listener who goes by the name of Samantha. Is that your real name, Samantha? Apologies for treating you with this level of suspicion. I'm used to receiving shout-out requests from guys calling themselves things like Wingnut and Fabulous Friedrich from Walthamstow. So when I hear from a person with a regular name, it's like, Where's your weirdness? Samantha. Speaking of fabulous Friedrich from Walthamstow, he's been in touch again. He says, Frank, do you ever wonder about taps? Do I ever wonder about taps? That's the entire message, by the way. Yeah, uh, sometimes, mate, yeah. Lots of thoughts about taps, really. Do you have any thoughts about taps? I know you don't actually listen to the podcast, Friedrich, so it's a moot point me asking that question. Anyway, Samantha's shout-out request is the one that concerns us today. Shout-out to Samantha. She says, Frank, I've got a joke for you. I walked past a grandfather shop the other day. That's right, a grandfather shop. They had a sale on £1,500 a pop. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) It is very good, Samantha. I think the problem we face here is that a lot of people use the word pop to refer to their father rather than their grandfather. So there's some confusion there, especially with the Americans. Also, I don't know, it's an interesting figure you chose there. Is £1,500 a reasonable sum to pay for a grandfather? Too cheap or too expensive? I don't know. Let's open this up to the ragbag listenership. What's the most you've ever paid for a grandfather? Let's treat this like a survey. Samantha adds, It's a shame you're not doing jokes anymore, Frank. I enjoyed those. Oh, thanks, Samantha. Because you said that, I decided to write some more jokes. I'll be honest, I struggled a little bit. But here they are. Let's see how we get on. I went on a date with a woman who described herself as having a great sense of humour. The trouble was, her voice was so high-pitched, there were times I couldn't hear a word she was saying. Mind you, the guide dog who was sat beneath the neighbouring table absolutely laughed his head off the whole time. It's a tough one, that one. I struggle with that one a bit. The whole point is, you get it, right? You get it. Her voice is so high-pitched, only a dog can hear it. But then I had to somehow contrive a situation where a dog was present on a romantic evening you know in an earlier version of the joke it was my dog while it's plausible that i've got a pet that i've never mentioned why would i take it on a date with me so guide dog at the neighboring table was the best solution even though it doesn't quite work for other reasons like okay the dog can hear this woman's high-pitched voice but 
How can he understand what she's saying? She's a different species, unless she talks some kind of dog language. You know, it's getting complicated now, isn't it? Maybe I'm overthinking it. For those reasons, I wasn't going to include that joke here, but the thing is, because in the original version of the joke, I was a dog owner, and that was a bit weird because I don't have a dog, so to create the impression that I did have a dog, I wrote a whole bunch of dog-themed jokes in which I have a dog. My dog has no nose. Oh, my mistake. There it is. Right there in the middle of his face. My dog has no nose. Technically, that's correct because he is an imaginary dog. He has no body parts other than imaginary ones. He's got an imaginary nose, sure. But because he's an imaginary dog, I can place it anywhere I want. Doesn't have to be in the middle of his face. Maybe he's got four noses instead of paws and one big paw where his nose should be. Maybe he has regular paws but his nose is detachable and it floats three or four inches above his head. Maybe he is just one giant nose and a set of little legs. He's the ultimate sniffer dog. He can smell a minor parking offence from several streets away. He's very persistent though, my dog. Doesn't back down when he's got a point to prove. Whenever there's other dogs staying over, he won't stop waking them up, you know. He won't let sleeping dogs lie. You know what I mean? He's like a dog with a bone. They do say every dog has its day. August 26th, International Dogs Day. Look it up, it's a real thing. You know, the thing about my dog is he's got a very loud voice and his teeth are extremely blunt. It's like the saying goes, the loudness of his voice is inversely proportional to the sharpness of his teeth. The thing about my dog is he can do all the old tricks like rolling over, catching balls, that sort of thing. But try to teach him a new trick like making a TikTok video or ordering from Uber Eats and he's not interested. As a matter of fact, he won't even run and fetch a stick. I said to him, call yourself a retriever. Then I realised, dogs didn't give themselves those names, did they? People came up with those names. If dogs could choose their own breeding categories, I don't think they'd choose the names we've decided to give them. Stupid names. Why would anyone call themselves Labradoodle? Or Itsu? Or Spaniel? The only breed of dog that doesn't have a stupid name is Jack Russell. That's a weird one, isn't it? Let's give all the dogs really stupid names all apart from one. For no reason whatsoever, we'll give that one a regular man's name, just to mix things up. My dog drank the toilet water the other day. That was a no-no. Then he chewed my first edition of War and Peace in the original Russian, leaving bite marks in the cover and significantly decreasing its market value. That was a no-no. Then he nipped me on the fingers with his blunt teeth in a minor but unprovoked attack. That was a no-no. I told you, my dog has no nose. 
<laughs> it was worth it, guys. It was worth it just for that one. My God, let's let's finish this now. Let's have some music. Yeah, let's do it. And now here it comes, a fine selection of music from the Labelle net label. Many thanks to Adriano and Elisabetta for getting on board with this and also for selecting all the tracks. It's quite an experience. And you know what? I'm a little bit emotional about all of this. I really am. It really means a lot to me that a label with music as good as this has jumped right on board the mothership ragbag and i really do hope that you the listener share also in that emotion whatever you want to call it before we get going with the music let's hear what labelle have to say about themselves this is from their website and it's a very nice description indeed labelle net label was born march the 1st 2010 in rome and biella italy the Bell Net Label loves the experimentation, the sound of footsteps on the snow, internet and technology, the spring, the sun on the face, listening to music before falling asleep, being alone in the middle of the night, the cries of children that go out of school, the smell of the rain on the warm asphalt, the time of waiting, the moment before each arrival, the bird song and the song of the cicadas.
Thank you for listening. That was something special, right? All the links to the Label Net Label can be found in the show notes alongside a full track listing. Many thanks once again to Adriano and Elisabetta from the label. I think you guys are doing something extraordinary and it's been great to have you on this little show of mine. Frankburton.co.uk is my website. Buy my books, A History of Sarcasm 100, and of course, Everything I Am, the first ragbag novel. I will see you very soon indeed, next week as a matter of fact. Much, much.